This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 22, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Where you live explains a lot about how much you earn. That from development economist Michael Clemens. He argues that greater labor mobility, that is immigration, can mean huge gains for global GDP. He spoke at the Cato Institute in July. I, uh, I don't mean to alarm you, but I just met you, and I know roughly how much money you make. <laughs> Almost all of you. And not exactly, of course, but I do have a pretty good idea. And the reason I have a pretty good idea is because of a remarkable calculation that was done at the World Bank recently by uh, Branko Milanovic, economist Branko Milanovic. It's in a great book of his called uh, The Haves and the Have-Nots. So what Milanovic does is assemble for the first time uh, micro data, individual level data on the real incomes of people all over the world, most countries on Earth, stick them into a single harmonized database and ask this question. If he takes some random person from that database and he wants to predict their real income, real income, adjusted for prices across, uh, across countries, how far can he get towards a perfect prediction of that person's real income, knowing nothing else about them except what country they live in? One fact only. And the stunning, to me, fact is uh, 60%. He can predict 60% of the interpersonal variance in real living standard based only on where you live and work. So I want to let that sink in for a second, because to me, this is one of the most stunning facts about the economy or the world period. Uh, We're talking about something important, your your real living standard and all that means for your ability to realize your dreams and the health and survival of your children, et cetera, et cetera. And Milanovic's calculation doesn't just suggest that uh, where you live is more important than anything else about you. This number means that where you live is more important than everything else about you combined, whether you're hardworking, lazy, uh, black, white, female, male, your parents were rich, your parents were poor, hot, ugly, everything else about you explains a lot, but not as much as your, as your, as your country of residence. So that's a, that's a remarkable situation. It's suggesting that there is an enormous uh, inequality of opportunity uh, in the world. Uh, and you can notice it in places like this. Here's the border between the U.S. state of California and the Mexican state of Baja, California. And uh, the minimum wage on one side of that border is 57 cents an hour, and the minimum wage on the other is an order of magnitude higher. Same person doing the same thing. Another way to look at Milanovic's uh, fascinating results is to to think for a second, well, you have the same person doing the same task in two different places. That's an arbitrage opportunity. It's a huge arbitrage opportunity. The same thing is being sold in different markets for hundreds of percent difference, often thousand uh, plus percent difference. Uh, And it's an opportunity to add value. All arbitrage opportunities are an opportunity to create economic value in the world, not take it from someone and give it to somebody else, but generate wealth. And uh, it's very common in the world to have the same person, to to have a person who does a task for $250 a month in one place, 
be able to move, come to Washington, D.C., come to other richer parts of the world, and do exactly hammer the same nail into the same board for 10 times that much. So uh, Alex mentioned this paper called uh, Trillion Dollar Bills on the Sidewalk. And in that, I summarized the uh, scant, there's only about five papers about this, but uh, uh, let's say nascent economic literature on calculating what is the size of this arbitrage opportunity, how much value could be added to the world economy uh, by exploiting this opportunity. And they're all kind of fancy back of the envelope calculations. It amounts to saying, well, how many people are you going to assume can move and what's the gain to each one of them? When you add them up uh, in, uh, in sophisticated ways, you get to really big numbers uh, in the trillions. The global GDP gain to even modest increases in labor mobility rivals and exceeds the, the global economic gain from any other kind of relaxation of international economic barriers you can think of. So what I talk about in the paper is that if you add up economists' best calculations of the global gain from dropping all policy barriers to trade, so total elimination of every tariff on Earth, every quota on Earth, every licensing restriction on Earth, and then add to that the economic gain uh, estimated by Francesco Caselli and others of total elimination of every barrier, policy and otherwise, to the movement of capital. So perfectly allocate capital across the entire globe, eliminate all informational uh, asymmetry, et cetera, et cetera. Add those two together, and you can't get to more than $3 trillion a year in global gain. Compare that to a modest increase in labor mobility, and by modest, I mean take one in 20 of people now residing in what the World Bank defines as developing countries, allow them to work in richer countries, just one in 20 of them, and you get above four trillion conservatively. And larger amounts of mobility would, would result in even larger gains. So really just titanic uh, gains. Michael Clemens is a development economist at the Center for Global Development. You can watch the full event, What Economists Think About Immigration, at our website, cato.org.